I'm Lana, a dietitian. And I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimize your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. All right, today we're chatting about nutrition for postpartum. Hi, Lana. How are you going today? I'm going well. How are you? You know what? I'm doing better now. Had a mango smoothie and I'm ready to get into it. Thank you for listening. Whether you're a new mum or you're about to be a new mum or whether you've, you know, had your third or fourth ankle biter, it's always a great time to learn how to optimize your nutrition so that you can thrive in this season. I asked over 60 mums what they ate postpartum and whether they changed anything at all. How many mums do you think did? Whether they changed anything with their eating? Yeah, like how many mums do you think give birth and go, right, okay? I would say, at a guess, maybe like 50%, one in two. Yeah, I thought it would be higher as well, but actually it was one in four. When I then asked people who told you what your nutrition requirements were and who told you what you should be eating or shouldn't be eating after you give birth, majority of people said that actually no one did. And now that I think about it, the only reason I had a bit of guidance personally is because I called you every single day. <laughs> so that is taking advantage of the sister situation right there. But why don't we start with some official definitions? What do we mean when we talk about postpartum and nutrition? Today, I think we're just going to cover the basics of where do, where do you even start when you think about postpartum and nutrition? And so Why should we think about it? Ex- exactly. And that's what we're really going to chat about today and so postpartum I mean there's lots of different definitions right there's different phases uh, if you look into medical journals and things like that but I like to think that it's really the even six to twelve months after giving birth some definitions leave it at six months but I think there are still some massive changes and potentially uh, medical conditions that are a result of the postpartum period and all the different home- hormonal fluctuations and changes. And so 12 months really does capture that. And so why in that 12-month period do we need different nutrients? Like what's happening to our bodies? Like just if we think about the huge thing that giving birth is, I mean, you know, we've both been there. It's an ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> and so actually birth looks different for everyone. So whether you've had tears, whether you've had a C-section, no matter what sort of birth you've had, how much blood you've lost, whether you're breastfeeding or not, all of these things factor into even just the immediate, you know, 12 weeks after giving birth, uh, the increased nutrition requirements. But then longer term than that, uh, like we said, with your hormones, they, that can fluctuate. And so that might require extra n- nutrition considerations. So there's a l- lots of different things that I think it's actually not talked about enough, right? Like we're expected to be super mums that don't uh, get much, like none of this gets much attention. We're just expected to live on life and carry on and keep doing this thing while, while we might be at extra, sorry, might have extra requirements or increased needs medically. So how do we know what our extra requirements are? That's really what the point of our podcast is, is to talk about all the different nutrition challenges in this time and give it to you in really compact ways that are going to make it easy and convenient. But how do you know? Well, actually, some of the things might be like getting a blood test 
and seeing if you do have any nutrition deficiencies. Common nutrition deficiencies are iron and vitamin D post uh, birth, especially. But there are other ones. There are lots to consider, and so we'll, especially in future episodes, we'll be we'll be diving much more into detail. And so, what role does food play then? You've mentioned getting a blood test for some nutrition deficiencies. Mm-hmm. But what role does food play and how do we know if we're eating the right thing and can we be uh, can we actually eat the wrong thing after birth? Like anyone who has heard me speak before knows that I don't have a one size fits all approach. I think we're all individual, right? We all have our own individual babies, we all have our own individual bodies, and I like to factor in everything that influences that but in terms of the the role that food plays actually that can help us I think sometimes we just can get through life just scrimping by they're just survive in survival mode so I actually think food plays a really important role in giving us the energy to be able to do the things that we're doing well and so whether that's I'm gonna harp on about iron a lot because it's one of the most common ones that I see with women being deficient in iron, but we could use a band-aid approach with a supplement and that may very well be appropriate at some times, but then also thinking about how food can provide sources of iron as well so that you prevent or can reduce the risk of developing a deficiency. Food plays a role in mental health as well. We've got really good evidence to suggest that and we'll be chatting about that in a later episode. Food plays a role in fatigue and your energy levels, which I mean, I mean, I feel like we need all the help we can get in that department, especially in that first or the fourth trimester. So what is the fourth trimester? You've thrown that out there, but yes. not everyone knows what that term means. That's right. The fourth trimester describes that that wonderful and exhausting 12-week period after you give birth so you know you have your third trimester but then actually there are some very unique changes that happen uh, and we term that the fourth trimester the 12 weeks after that but you can see like in my my head's just like going from place to place because there's so many different areas from thinking about breastfeeding to wound healing after birth to thinking about your hormones and and your fertility, for thinking about baby number two. It might be too soon for some people to think about that, but (laughs) Tara's shaking her head. Yeah, you can see there are just so many different areas. And so food plays a role in all of these areas. I guess our job is we're wanting to bring it to light to people. As I learn more and dig into the research, even I'm learning new things. And so I want to share that. Yeah, I don't remember learning much before giving birth about the role of nutrition Mm. for my own body people often talk about and even when I was asking other mums people said that they learned a lot about what to give their kid and if they were breastfeeding possibly then they talked a bit about um, eating more to keep up your supply or things like that but I don't really remember many conversations where people said you should keep an eye on your iron levels or you should be keeping an eye on your vitamin D. I think it's you do the best with what you have at the time and that's all that can be expected of you to do the best with what you know, to do the best with what tools and resources and support is around you at the time. 
And so that's kind of why this is a really exciting podcast because we want to help you to optimize and do your best. You can only do the best with what you have. And so we want to be one of those people in your village, one of those supports. I want you guys to have the same access to my sister that I had when I was up at 2 a.m. messaging going, do I need to cut this out or what should I do about this? And I'm excited for you all. I'm excited to share my sister with you all. So <laughs> Yes, almost think about like a dietitian on speed dial. So are there any postpartum conditions that we should be mindful of? You've mentioned keeping an eye on our iron levels and vitamin D and regular blood tests will help with that. But is there anything else we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, so a few things. I would be looking out for your mental health. So really thinking about if you're already at risk of postnatal depression or anxiety, we know food can play a tiny role in that. Then other conditions I'd be looking out for would be thyroid conditions. During pregnancy, you can have thyroid changes, but also postpartum too. And so whether that's hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism, which we'll talk about in future episodes, but that's something to consider as well. Those are the, the key ones that I would be looking out for as well as any nutrient deficiencies. And then if I can twist your question a little bit. Twist away. In terms of conditions, well, I would actually be thinking about if you're someone who wants to space your babies really close together, so not really space them apart, actually, well, then that's something you should be considering postpartum as well. If baby two is number two is on the way, well, how are you going to prepare your body adequately for that? There's a lot to think about there and a lot that will be covered in future episodes by the sounds of it. But we promised you bite-sized, compact, clear, concise bits of information. Could I have used any more descriptors in that (laughs) sentence? I don't think so. And I think just to add one more thing is that in this nutrition for postpartum, we're really thinking about how does food play a role but I also think supplements play a role as well. And so a lot of women think when I, when I give birth, then I don't need to take my multivitamin anymore, my prenatal, like they're called prenatal multivitamins, right? Well, by a lot of women, I know that I'm included in that. <laughs> I that see a very mean. guilty face looking across <laughs> from me. <laughs> but that's something that most women don't know that if, if you're breastfeeding and maybe even if you're not breastfeeding, you might still need some nutrition supplements and so i always operate on the food first principle if we can get our nutrients from food then that is better than spending our money on unnecessary supplements because i feel like a lot of companies just push that uh, and market to vulnerable moms who are trying to get energy and trying to increase their supply and all that sort of thing but there is a role for supplements which i just wanted to touch on the whole picture no i think that's really helpful i mean i like your food first principle but we have all these other resources available to us as well. And at the end of the day, what we need to do is we need to use what's available to us to help us feel our best and do our best for our babies and ourselves and our families. Speaking of doing our best, Lala, what's one thing we can do this week as a result of our conversation chatting about postnatal nutrition? I would start simple sometimes we when we want to do something for our bodies we tend to go into full planning mode and get really excited and want to do the biggest grandest thing but as mums this is this is permission for you to be have realistic expectations and just to pick one simple thing so whether that is making sure you take your your it's not a prenatal supplement it's your, your postnatal supplement 
whether that is making sure you have a glass of water every time you breastfeed, whether that is, and this is one I love, is making sure you have uh, a vegetable, at least a vegetable or an extra vegetable at each meal. Those are some really easy steps to just try and improve something. I know you asked for one thing, but I'm giving people a few options. Is that okay? You don't have to do them all. No, no, that's right. Pick one. (laughs) If if you're out there and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I've just given birth and I can't even walk yet. And now I have to find an extra vegetable somewhere. You can relax. Take time. Sleep when you can. Enjoy your baby when you can. And let other people spoil you. Even if that's Uber Eatsing one vegetable is uber eatsing a word like is that the i i don't know if you're gonna roll with it for the podcast then that's fine order a vegetable from uber eats and so i think the real takeaway from this podcast is really that there are extra requirements extra things to think about and so often as mums we can just think there are all these things we have to do to take care of our baby and then we just end up really with the leftovers and get neglected almost and so actually what things are worth focusing on awesome thank you so much lana now as we wrap up today's show if you're not already a member of our facebook group new mums nutrition search us up on facebook and come and join our community there that's where lana shares some of her thoughts where we have mum chats we share mum food wins and you get sneak peeks into what episodes are coming up and you can also contribute your thoughts we are lana hearth and tara singh Lana is an interpartum dietitian. She helps new mums optimize their nutrition so they can live life to the full. And I'm Tara Singh, a journalist, and I'm the one who tries to ask all the hard questions. And our theme song was recorded by the ever lovely Daniel Singh. Now, Lana is an accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist registered in Australia with a specialized interest in postnatal nutrition. She also is a Nutrition Plus dietitian, which is an international organization specializing in women's health and pre and postnatal nutrition. As always, when you listen to podcasts, any advice shared on New Mum's Nutrition, it doesn't replace individual medical advice by your medical team. So listen to the professionals who know you and your body and your circumstances. This advice is general in nature. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll chat to you next time.